0: Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. We're a writing team from New Jersey with a passion for film. An aggressive, all-consuming passion. Well, whenever we see a news article we find, like, insane, uh, immediately it's... How can we make a movie out of this? Every episode we read a crazy article from different sources and tumble down our own rabbit hole. discussing cast, crew, and plot. And then we hash out a pitch for a feature film. So, join us as we BS about movies and ask the important question... What do you got? What do you got?
1: what do you
0: got what do you got ladies and gentlemen and anyone in between thank you for joining us once again this is episode 39 of the podcast we're we're getting up there in age rob um my knees are already shot (laughs) as are mine um this is a halloween episode so happy halloween uh (laughs) Uh, we hope you have a great holiday weekend. We hope you have some fun spooky scares, some haunted ghost tours, eating some candy, dressing up, doing whatever you do to enjoy this holiday as it is one of my favorites. And I believe one of Rob's favorites as well. I'm um, under your bed right now. You're recording from under my bed right now? That is that is impressive. I, <laughs> I don't hear it either. Your gain is great.
1: <laughs> no, <it's> canceling it. <laughs> Love it. I don't know why Um, I'm being evil, (laughs) Meatwad.
0: Help me, Frylock. The gods of my dreams are
1: here. (laughs) I roll everywhere, but I'm all full of
0: (laughs) Oh, I haven't watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force in a minute um literally i just watched it a minute ago no <laughs> um stupid slang uh again happy halloween everyone this episode is a little bit different i've decided instead of just doing a true story um i was looking up actually the history of the jack-o'-lantern and where they came about and what happened and where they're from and all that stuff so we're actually doing kind of a I guess you can call it a myth episode or like an urban legend episode or something um Yeah, I would I would call it like a myth, right?
1: Yeah, folklore.
0: Yeah, folklore. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Um,
1: TLDR, the Irish are petty.
0: Yes, yes. And we're going to get into that. This uh, article is from historic mysteries dot com. I'm probably because it is a story like it is a folklore story. I'm probably just going to read this straight from the article. Um, Yeah. Just so that we we can get into it nice and good, maybe maybe Rob uh, in post you can put in some nice like spooky lead in music or something. Um, I mean that, that's not terrible. Um, yeah, all right, we'll go with that. Let's <laughs> we'll see if I can so, find a
1: royalty free version of the haunted mansion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so the traditions of Halloween originate from a blend of Samhain, uh, the Celtic celebration marking the end of the summer harvest, and. Christian traditions, I apologize in advance, I don't have my glasses on. Uh, This is going to be a tough slog. Um, And Christian traditions honoring saints and martyrs. Trick-or-treating and scary costumes are just two ancient traditions that have been survived. Today, one of our most beloved Halloween customs is pumpkin carving. This too has been around for many centuries, except that in Ireland, they use turnips and rutabagas. I don't think I've ever had a rutabaga or seen a rutabaga. You've probably had one on a salad. Probably, you're probably right. I just it feels very Doug funny. Don't they talk about rutabagas?
1: I mean, don't they all have stupid food names?
0: I think so, but I think one, I think one of them's rutabaga, something like that, like <laughs> skeeter rutabaga. I don't know. Um,
1: character on BoJack, whose name is rutabaga.
0: I don't know if I ever got to that character. I need to rewatch BoJack.
1: He's a rabbit voiced by. Um... I don't know his actual name. John Ralphio from (laughs) Parks and Recreation.
0: I I don't know why I was going to say Ralph Macchio. Um, (laughs) Oh, what is his name? It's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Come on. (laughs)
1: Let forget that.
0: (laughs) All right, we're going to continue here. An old Irish tale explains the origin of the jack-o'-lantern and how the scary gourds got their name. It all goes back to one horrible man people called Stingy Jack. And this is his story. The Legend of Stingy Jack. This is just one version of an old tale about a a foul drunkard of a blacksmith known as Stingy Jack. Jack was a two-faced, deceitful schemer who thrived on manipulating people. His selfish spirit possessed not a shred of humanity or kindness for anyone, and the homeless beggars only repulsed him. Word of his vile reputation reached Satan, who took more than a passing interest in this evil man, so he put plans in motion to meet him. Immediately, I just have this image of Satan at, like, a desk, and, like, an accountant comes in and hands him a little note, and Satan takes off his glasses and just goes, Nah, this shit ain't gonna stand. (laughs) (laughs) one evening in the dark hills of rural ireland one of satan's devils posed as a dead man waiting for stingy jack to run into him when jack came across the body a deranged face with wide eyes and an evil grin stared back at him stingy jack instantly realized that his time was up and that the devil had come to collect his soul he begged for a final request with the demon granted which the demon granted apologies uh jack told him that he wanted just one more drink before he had to depart the world and he took the devil to the nearest tavern One drink turned into another, and then another. Before too long, their consumption of alcohol exceeded the demand, and there was nothing left for the pair to drink. When it was time for them to settle up, Jack didn't have any money. He casually turned to his new drinking buddy and suggested that since he was a devil with magical powers, he could simply transform himself into a piece of silver to pay the tab. The devil obliged, but instead of paying, Jack rammed the coin into his pocket. Aware that Stingy Jack had double-crossed him, the devil fought to get out. However, a crucifix in the pocket trapped him. Jack made a deal with the devil. If he would leave Jack alone for a decade, he would release him from the coin and the deal was made. The Apple Tree Trap Once this amnesty was reached, the devil found Jack once more ready to take him to hell. This time, however, Jack asked for an apple from a nearby tree to quell his hunger on the long journey. While the devil selected an apple, Jack carved four crucifixes on the bark of the tree, trapping the evil being within its branches. On the condition that Jack will not go to hell, Jack once again offered the demon his freedom. Once again, there was little choice but to submit to the man's wishes. Stingy Jack continued the rest of his life safe in the knowledge that he outsmarted the devil, not once, but twice. Many years of alcoholism finally took their toll. It seemed that Stingy Jack could outsmart the devil, but he could not outsmart death when he found himself standing in front of the pearly gates. St. Peter turned him away. Heaven, as many people know, would not welcome a lying, deceitful drunk. Undiscouraged, Jack had headed towards hell, where his nemesis was biding his time to get revenge. Satan also refused him entry, citing the uh, agreement they made when Jack was very much alive. Although neither heaven nor hell allowed Jack entry, Satan did grant one last wish. Jack asked for an ember from the fiery depths to give him a little light while he wandered the world in darkness. Satan picked one small, red-hot coal and gave it to Jack. To carry his burning ember, Jack found a turnip and hollowed it out, burning it into a makeshift lantern. Ever since then, Jack's ghost could be seen wandering aimlessly around the Irish countryside. Whenever locals saw mysterious lights, they would say, that's just Jacko the Lantern. Later, the term became synonymous with the name for Stingy Jack's wandering spirit, Jack-o-lantern while evil jack demanded uh, sorry while evil jack damned to wander the world until judgment day the gaelic irish community did not want his spirit visiting their homes so they took precautions on october 31st the day of the celtic festival of san juan on this day the spirits of the netherworld could pass through to the world of the living ghosts were attracted mm-hmm. to the living so each home carved a menacing face into turnips and rutabagas and prominently displayed them on their doorsteps with a burning ember or candle just like jack's lantern this would keep away the spirits and including Jack, they hoped. In the 19th and early 20th centuries, the Irish migrated to America and brought along their beliefs, holidays, and traditions. They They ruined the whole thing. <laughs> they quickly realized that there was a type of gourd indigenous to america that was bigger and better for carving jack-o'-lanterns of course this was the pumpkin and on the same day as sam juan october 31st 145 million americans will have bought and carved a homemade jack-o'-lantern to place on their doorsteps fun fact i will actually be carving my jack-o'-lantern this evening cool the end of story <laughs> um Very yeah fun fact but- <laughs> <laughs> that is the article uh it is a cool little folklore story about stingy jack um i like him and i like the art that's in the article um i always love these type of folklore stories just because they they have such like interesting you know uh themes and 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 beliefs tied to them and stuff um but yeah, it's, it's a fun little story. I was just curious. I, we knew we wanted to do something Halloween related for, for episode 39 as we launch. Um, and I, I found I was kind of just going through a, a rabbit hole of different articles about like the history of Halloween and true Halloween horror stories and stuff like that. And I found the story about the jack-o'-lanterns. I thought that was pretty unique and cool. So everyone loves jack o lanterns. So I figured we'd talk about this one today.
1: Well, it's got drinking. It's got scheming. It's got heaven and hell. It's got everything. So Nick, what do you got?
0: (laughs) Uh, Drinking, scheming, heaven and hell. (laughs) That's the name of my movie. (laughs) Um, So for my film, I, the first thing I wrote in my notebook as I was going through this was we're finally doing a full on slasher film, baby. Um, My movie is the story of Stingy Jack, but not the story of his past and the exposition of how he came to be. Uh, my, my story revolves around a group of friends who go to Ireland for a uh, long weekend or, you know, or a vacation wherever, um, and they're camping on Halloween weekend. So their plan is to go into the forest on Halloween weekend in a small Irish town um, and just kind of, you know, tell ghost stories, drink some beers, have some fun, some frights, probably some sex. It's a slasher. Um And the idea is that they visit this small town and they're guided on kind of a ghost tour, which is something that I I actually absolutely love to do. Whenever I go somewhere on vacation, I usually uh, do like a a walking ghost tour of the town just to see the history and stuff like that. Uh, So they're led on a ghost tour uh, that leads them into the forest and in the forest, uh, they stay there for the weekend. Uh, throughout this tour obviously the irish tour guide is telling them about the story of stingy jack and all these different halloween folklore tales Um, and basically the premise of the film is that stingy jack comes back as jack-o'-lantern you know every halloween uh, and the people that are in our group of uh, uh, friends are cast in the forest are actually basically set there as a sacrifice by the uh, Irish people of this small town. Um, so each year they you know they they host this ghost tour just to lead people into the forest so that they can be sacrificed to Stingy Jack. Um, and I got some cool like little themed ideas that are going to go on throughout this film. Like in the middle of the night they're going to wake up and they're like the ground around their tents is literally just filled with jack-o'-lanterns like you can't move it's like a giant pumpkin patch things like that um
1: it's like a higher budget blair witch
0: yeah yeah sort of yeah which I-, I watched for the first time this month as i stated last episode we're doing 31 days of halloween that was a
1: that's the first time you've seen the Blair wish project i've
0: never seen it until this month yeah never watched it i actually really enjoyed it i i think i was going about it knowing like it-, it in the zeitgeist and like how huge it was for pop culture back in the early 2000s and the late 90s um i i didn't exactly know what to expect i knew it wasn't going to be like a straight-up supernatural i knew we weren't really going to see things because i remember that that they tried to frame it as like a real documentary and people thought it was real. Yeah. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. I thought that the acting was great and the, that it was, it was tough to watch if just for like the shaky, uh, the shaky cam and stuff. But it was, it was a fun time.
1: Yeah. Three college actors running around the forest with a handy cam. Yeah. A bit dizzying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially when most of it's in pitch black. Um. But yeah, I have a couple ideas for some deaths and stuff like we're going to we're going to do something with the apple tree and something with the coins where I was. I want this to be very much a Friday the 13th type movie where it's all about really cool, interesting deaths. That's one of my favorite things about slasher films, Um, not just, you know, stabbing the knife, stabbing the back with a knife and stuff like that. Um,
1: Well, it, it should be said that Friday the 13th got there eventually. Yes. There aren't really a lot of creative kills in the first Friday the 13th movie.
0: Honestly, there's not much in 2 as well with uh, Baghead Jason. Once we yeah. get to 3, that's because 3 was in 3D. That's when they really started to kind of go about like, ooh, how can we do an interesting kill with, uh, you know, an eye popping out and stuff like that. Um but yeah the the original friday obviously was not not as huge into the the kills killer and the creativity yeah um so a couple ideas i had for some kills uh, my cast is a, is a cast of, of six i'll get into director and cast and stuff in a second but a couple of the kill ideas i had was one was going to be like he was going to uh jack o lantern was going to like come out and like basically take coins and like shove them into a person's eyes and you know kill them that way uh, another one was just going to be forcing someone up onto an apple tree or something and then finding a way to get them to hang themselves, things like that. Um, I have a couple other ideas where um, one person was going to be hung from a tree with their head hollowed out and lit up. But that is very similar to what happens in Halloween 2018 when they actually do a jack-o'-lantern to one of the cops in the police cars. yeah. Um, so I was trying to think of another way to do that, but couldn't come up with anything off the top of my head. No,
1: zombie doesn't own that or not. No, uh, uh, Danny McBride doesn't own that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, one, one was going to be strung up like a scarecrow and then one was going to be actually tied up in the tent and thrown into the pond to drowned. Um, a lot of different fun stuff like that. So anyway, my director of choice is one of my absolute favorite horror film directors. Uh, who hasn't done much movies since like 2013. He actually does a lot more horror TV now. Um But Ty West is my director of choice. He directed one of my absolute favorite horror movies, which is The Innkeepers. Um, he also directed The House of the Devil and The Sacrament, uh, which is kind of a Jim Jones style yeah. story. I
1: think that's probably the one that most people would know him from. The sacrament. sacrament. seemed to have got on, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was that was his last full length feature film. Um, I I highly recommend if you guys are into horror and supernatural and and uh, haunted houses, those type of horror movies, uh, definitely check out the Innkeepers. It's a fantastic film. Um, it's a very subtle, uh, quiet movie. Uh, it's very low budget, but it's very very good. All of his movies are somewhat <laughs> you, low budget. Did you know that the Jim Jones
1: guy? From the sacrament is the old man from the coin flip scene in uh, no in Country uh, No for Country old for Old Men. Yes, I did. Uh, that blew me away because I could not tell until yeah. someone let me know.
0: <laughs> if I remember correctly, he was also in was it Seinfelder Friends, the sacrament. Um, I uh, apologize for the old Gene Jones, Gene Jones. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Where are you, Gene Jones? I, I don't remember was... him from the television. from the televisions now I was incorrect he didn't really start well no he did he did act in the 90s but now he was not in his first one of his first roles really was no country for old men he was in a couple things in the 90s um but yes he's fantastic in that movie the sacraments a very good one It's very creepy obviously uh very midsummer um I you know similarities and stuff like that um but he's my director of choice, Ty West. My cast consists of seven people. My Irish tour guide is played by none other than the awesome Killian Murphy. Um, my cast of characters who are visiting from other areas of the world, you know, vacationing college students, stuff like that. Uh, we're gonna bring in Joe Keery from Stranger Things. We're gonna bring in Sydney Sweeney, who I actually don't know from much, but she's in The White Lotus, which is an HBO miniseries uh, that I've been watching. Uh, which is pretty, pretty good. Um, we're bringing in Will Poulter, Ashton Sanders from Moonlight, uh, Victoria Pedretti, who is from a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff. She's, um, she's from uh, house on uh, blah, 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 a haunting of Hill house. Um, she's also from once upon a time in Hollywood. If I remember correctly, is she's she the Bentneck neck lady? No, no, no. She's one of the, in, in um, house on haunted Hill. She's one of the daughters. She's the youngest one that, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched uh, Haunting of Hill House, uh, she's the daughter that dies when they grow up. Like She's the one they go to the funeral for. Mm. (laughs) I didn't know how to explain that. Um, But yes. Nick,
1: what's death?
0: (laughs) We're we're not going to. It's a marshmallow.
1: Oh, Um, (laughs) boy.
0: (laughs) And then my cast is going to be rounded out with Naomi Scott. Who is from Aladdin and Power Rangers, but I actually think she's a fantastic actress and I would love to see her in a horror. Um, Oh, Victoria Pedretti is also apparently in you, which I know a lot of people watch on Netflix, but I've never seen it. Um, That's the one with Badge Penley. Um, No, why
1: would you do that?
0: now i'll never read it correctly again (laughs) welcome to my life bitch this is what dyslexia is
1: i don't have (laughs) dyslexia you just induced a very
0: temporary (laughs) version of it (laughs) that's my superpower (laughs) (laughs) um i have two titles i'm not really thrilled on either i feel like we can come up with something much better uh but one of my titles is the grove uh, for like, you know, pumpkin patch and, and Halloween stuff, stuffs. Uh, and then the other title I came up with was Something Wicked That That Way Comes. I'm sorry, Something Wicked This Way Comes, which is a, a part of a line from Macbeth uh, from Shakespeare. Um, but that is basically everything I have. I want to do a full on slasher film. I'm actually working on a slasher film by myself, uh, but this one is for the podcast. So Rob, I'd love to know, what could you possibly have got?
1: for the podcast um so here's the thing um i don't want to make any changes to yours oh um all right
0: end of episode let's go (laughs) i want
1: to keep it in its entirety uh with your cast and i like the director that's great
0: (laughs) oh shit rob that's
1: just that's just not all we're doing (laughs) okay okay um because uh i want to do a halloween anthology
0: you want to do what, an anthology of movies? Yeah,
1: yeah an anthology You, you
0: want to do what John Carpenter wanted to do originally?
1: Well, no, I want to do an anthology film. I want to do multiple stories in one oh, film.
0: Oh, you want to do Trick or Treat? Yes. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm about no. it.
1: <laughs> I hate that little fucking kid in the mask i hate him
0: how dare you sam is adorable and he is outside my front door right now he's not adorable
1: he takes the mask off he's not adorable i don't know why people leave the mask on
0: robert (laughs) (laughs) um i love that idea yeah uh a a halloween anthology movie that's a great idea what do you have so here's my excuse me (laughs) ew i'm dying (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) here's my here's my framework of the story uh my movie's called all souls
0: Okay. Oh, I'm Uh, sorry. Did you say old souls or all souls?
1: All. Okay. A-L-L. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, Enunciate, Robert. (laughs) So um, the framework uh, that we keep coming back to in between the stories um, is obviously it's going to take place on Halloween night. And uh, we see these two people are kind of walking the town um, in costume and taking in. Um, the Halloween festivities around the, around the town, you know, what's going on at the bars, okay. trick-or-treating in the neighborhoods, people, you know, doing decorations, uh, parties with all your traditional, um, you know, Halloween fun, whether it's mm-hmm. eating candy or bobbing for apples and hopefully not drowning, mm-hmm. um, which I was always afraid would happen to me as a child. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get stuck at the bobbing for <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna get stuck.
1: I don't know why. I thought, Help like, me! Everyone's just like dipping their heads into the ah, uh, hit my mic into a big tank of water. I'm like this can't this can't possibly end well, can it? <laughs> um, uh, and these two people walking around uh, have very very conflicting viewpoints uh, on celebrating Halloween. Uh, one of them is extremely traditionalist okay. about it in the the very classical sense of Halloween uh, being this you know somewhat somber occasion you know in which souls walk the earth and you know the right why why we make ja- jack-o'-lanterns and why we wear costumes and why why tricks or treats happen this kind <laughs> of thing uh and that's maybe isaiah mustafa okay um who's who's just very very old school even the costume is just like oh, all right it's, it's that fucking guy
0: um,
1: <laughs> and in counterpoint someone who is absolutely in love with modern halloween uh, and enjoys the tr- the newer traditions and is just kind of hi- here for the vibe. Uh, I was thinking it would be um, uh, Daniela Melchior, who just kind of broke onto the scene in The Suicide Squad as Rat Catcher, Portuguese Oh, okay.
0: Actress. Gotcha.
1: Um, and they're kind of our framework of the
0: story. And um, I, I'm sorry, Isaiah Mustafa, that's Mike from, the adult Mike from uh, It,
1: right? Sure is.
0: Okay. And the old uh, Spice
1: guy. <laughs> yes, the old Spice guy. <laughs> Men. I, I'm sure every day people come up to him and like, I'm on a horse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah, great. That's, You're not on a horse, That's though. great. Love it. <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually on a horse in the commercial. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> um, no, I'm sure he has a good sense of humor about it. But, um, so that's our framework, and, and they keep coming back to, uh, to this in between stories. I was thinking, um, when you sent me this, I, I started looking up why... A lot of different Halloween traditions happen, right? And there are yeah. cool stories and details behind each, not really as like, you know, fantastical as Jack of the Lantern, right? But um, I thought it would be cool is if they they are continually debating each other uh, when they come across different traditions, um, you know, whether or not the modern takes on this are you know, good or respectful mm-hmm. um, from their viewpoints that they have. And Isaiah Mustafa is just very set in his ways about like you know Halloween is supposed to be what it was and like i mean it's, it should be like a robert eggers movie <laughs> and you know, okay, or it's just vibing The, the um, bitch. as we keep coming to these different things and then we get a story from each of them uh that we cut to in the anthology um and by the end i kind of wanted it to turn out you're starting to think throughout this like oh okay azan Mustafa is going to be fucking you know some sort of avatar of, of sawane or, or something mm. like this um and i do want to do that I just wanted to be Daniela Melchior because I like the idea that the avatar of Halloween or this sort of pagan god is just like. No, I like that people are like making it their own and making new things. You're kind of a stuffy asshole.
0: Speaking of stuff, that. I'm
1: going to turn you into a fucking jack o' lantern.
0: <laughs> I love that. So now, what Halloween is what yours. is he? It's, is he just is he just a person?
1: He's just a guy. Yeah, they're just two oh, people who me walking around the streets.
0: Okay,
1: I like it. And he's he's getting jack o' lantern.
0: Now, is this the story is this one of the stories in the anthology or is this kind of the overarching story it's it's the frame yeah okay it's the frame i like that so uh who did you say was your director well that's the thing being an anthology i don't really want one okay okay um yeah because there's it's going to be a director per story probably so we don't even really need to focus on that mm-hmm. i'll keep ty west for mine um yeah. and your title was all souls yes. okay so the question becomes how many short story movies do we want to do in this because like trick-or-treat had like okay because like trick-or-treat had like five or six tales of halloween which we just watched as well had like 20 Mm -hmm. um i think four is great now is that including yours or is yours not included in that four
1: i'm gonna say it includes the framework because what i was i was thinking could be fun is when we do you know they they find something in the frame story that prompts them to go into what the you know the the background of the tradition was and we do kind of a spooky short movie out of that. But okay. so I was thinking we could do it in kind of two in that, you know, Isaiah okay. stuff, a very somberly tells like the the uh the Jack o' the lantern type story. Yeah. And daniela Belchior has a more sort of modern slasher take on it. Okay. Um so we kind of do two. You know, like in yours we would get to do the classic story of how how the Jack o' the lantern happened and then we get to do your slasher film because that's obviously more fun and that's what she's going to bring up
0: okay so what if we do it as a halloween anthology but instead of just a bunch of different stories it's just different tellings of that story
1: oh i fucking love that yeah we'll so it's, on it <laughs> it's yeah
0: it's all different tellings of the the folklore story of the jack-o'-lantern yes so we have he he tells the the original folklore you know like mm-hmm. oh we got to keep it real and like it's it's all about Taiwan and and all that stuff you should be um, learning lessons yeah 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 <laughs> uh and then she'll i i say she should probably tell the last she should either tell the last one or the first one because it should either set up for him to tell her she's wrong mm-hmm. or it should be a setup for her to tell him no it's much more fun when people do their own thing with this stuff
1: I, th- I think she gets to speak last. Okay, yeah. yeah. So his his
0: story will be the original folklore. Mm-hmm. Her story will be my version of the slasher. And I think we can do like two more. So maybe we bring in two more characters in their group that tell versions. Maybe, mm-hmm. it, maybe one's a kid. Um, maybe one's a kid and a parent or something like that.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. I so like maybe that.
0: they're... You said they're kind of like walking around the small town, right?
1: Yeah, that was that was kind of my idea for the frame is that, you know, they're walking around and they see different Halloween things happen and that prompts mm-hmm. discussions of okay. these and then we get into like the actual short.
0: I mean, that's a great idea because what we could do basically is we could have the two of them kind of walking around town through, you know, going through these parties, very Salem, you know, like everything's mm-hmm. Halloween. There's a ton of parties you can walk in and out of um you kind of have them going around just asking people their thoughts and like, "Well, what do you think it it's truly about?" and having people tell their mm-hmm. versions. Yeah. So without us having cuz I would think in a full-length feature like this, there'd probably be like six or seven stories for the podcast let's not do that that's going to take way too long <laughs> um so we'll just talk about maybe four stories or so so we have his story we have her story which are ours um and then let's come up with like i don't know maybe two or three more two or three more different stories yeah, I, th-
1: I think we can come up with something else
0: so we can do it in terms of horror subgenres, right we have his as the folklore we have hers as the slasher we can do one that's just full-on haunted house or supernatural um yes we could do a body horror one but i don't know how i feel about well that.
1: you know when i read this this story about um what the hell is his name saucy salty jack what the fuck
0: stingy jack salty stingy jack. jack i love salty. salty jack oh you guys are going to a halloween party i wasn't invited whatever <laughs> i forgot the ashes um <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so I was reading that, and that sort of notion of, like, doomed to walk the earth between heaven and hell,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, uh, that spoke to, like, the Catholic part of my brain from growing up, because that's mm-hmm. Cain.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, the whole, you know, you are branded and, and doomed to walk the earth. Um, now I'm starting to think, well, you know, Samhain, it looks like Sam Samhain when you spell it out, something like mm-hmm. We do a story about a guy named Sam Kane
0: mm-hmm. Mm.
1: and and do like sort of a, a an almost religious horror story type thing, like the prophecy.
0: So it's interesting that you brought that up. One of the things that really stuck out to me while reading this article was in the second to last paragraph, the top line of with Evil Jack damned to wander the world until Judgment Day. Yeah, that got me thinking. I was like, OK, well, what about what happens when Judgment Day comes? <laughs> so. Creepy. That was that was another thing that I was thinking about. So that could be a really great way to do a religious telling. Yeah. We can make Sam the Cain, last Halloween. Yeah, literally the last Halloween, and like the world is ending or whatever, mm-hmm. and he comes back, and now he's like, "All right, it's time to fuck shit up." <laughs> All right.
1: So what can we do with that? If it's uh, if it's this sort of vibe on on Cain, a marked man wandering the earth. He's, he's like Cain is supposed to be sort of hated. yeah part of what the mark is
0: and uh, while you're thinking about that i'm gonna actually try to think about who could play him
1: yeah it's gotta be someone cool um yeah it's
0: i think i have an idea hold on one second i have an idea that one for this one for the Mm. for the actor
1: because
0: i know you're gonna like it Mm -hmm. i don't know if it fits what about for the character we use Ian McShane.
1: Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a you know a character named Sam Kane wandering around, um, a man with a mark on his head, uh, presumably carrying around a particularly wicked-looking lantern, um, trying to get people to follow him. We could set it up like a very religious culty movie. Yeah, um, but you know it's on Halloween night, so that's part of the reason people are not really vibing him at all either.
0: Mm-hmm. But as
1: we we come through it, like you know, Cain has been wandering the earth for a very long time, in eternity. Um, I like the notion that by the end we can do almost a little bit of a Rod Serling twist, where he's had enough time to kind of think of like what he did mm-hmm. and what mankind is, and the reason he's trying to get people to follow him in this lantern and and prophesying doom is because it is coming, and if you know he gets to actually go uh, into the afterlife mm-hmm. finally on doomsday he's trying to get people to come with him so he can lead the way with the lantern and they're not going to be left behind in this apocalypse Ooh,
0: and but people, people have been don't trust him. him
1: yeah this whole movie and only like a couple people who are kind of super into the spooky vibes go with him
0: Ooh, i really like that yeah that's fantastic
1: because that feels uh, like a rod serling thing like you shouldn't you shouldn't be this way to
0: people yeah yeah <laughs> and then he finally realizes how he can fix it and no one wants yeah. to listen it's a boy who cried wolf yeah um, <laughs> No one wants to listen to him. I love that. Yeah. Um. So that'll be story number three.
1: And people, I like the idea, because, like, Kane can't be killed. I like yeah. the idea that, like, a couple times in, in this, people, like, do try to kill him, like, very graphically, and he just yeah. survives. Yeah, and he's just like, okay, he okay. like,
0: they rip his jaw off, and he's just like, yeah. oh, God, uh, why did do that? Click, <laughs> click. <laughs> <laughs> love it um awesome so we have your story as the framework and then we have two stories in. let's do two more we have a religious one mm-hmm. we have a slasher we have a folklore um what else what could we do with it
1: i mean yeah we've 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 definitely hit the left field twice yeah you so could do i mean you know we we've got slasher we got the folklore we got My sort of like the prophecy type idea.
0: We could do possibly like a Lovecraftian version. Mm. We could do a psychological.
1: Yeah. I mean, you brought up Haunted House. Yeah. No, I'm I'm having stupid ideas, but like. I love stupid ideas. If if, 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 like the whole theme is jack-o'-lanterns and lanterns in some form or the other. If it's a haunted house story, but the house is the lantern.
0: Ooh, I like that a lot, actually.
1: Yeah. Like the hat. Yeah. It's 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 very vague, but I like I like the notion of like the house is alive or the house is the thing. But
0: yeah, but we just got to steer clear of Monster House. <laughs> I never saw it. What I love that movie. It's one of my absolute favorite kids Halloween movies. <laughs> I thought um, I saw it, and it turned out that
1: was Paranorman.
0: <laughs> they're they're very different films, but they're both very equally good. Um, <laughs> I highly recommend watching Monster House before Halloween or on Halloween. I, I recommend watching it. Um. Yeah, we can do something like that where, like, the house is the lantern. So, in terms of what it is, people put out the lanterns as a way to ward off Stingy Jack. They use Mm -hmm. the lanterns as a way to basically keep themselves safe. Yes. So, is that house meant to be actually something safe and something goes wrong? Or is it the opposite, where it's something We could
1: do... All right, you just said psychological, so that's got mm-hmm. me thinking. We could do a family that has moved into a nice old house, and the dad is like obsessively renovating it. Mm-hmm. More than renovating it, like he's he's just knocking out walls, and like he's put up this huge like bay window, and he hasn't put like a glass into it yet. So like the living room is fucking just cold. come
0: open, yeah, yeah.
1: And the family thinks he's losing his mind, yeah, yeah. And now we're getting into ah uh, shit. Is he gonna Jack Nicholson them?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: And maybe he's like slightly possessed in some sense, but not in a negative way. It's it's the spirit of someone who lived in this house before trying to help protect this family by turning the house into a jack-o'-lantern to ward off Stingy Jack.
0: Oh, dude, I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> what is the what is the end goal for that story? Do they do they succeed? Does something bad happen? The fam maybe the family like tells him like he's not allowed to renovate anymore or something. and something yeah, bad happens because of it.
1: Yeah, we should definitely have it be throughout this whole thing that like we we have as an audience have no reason to believe this is true. Yeah. 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 Like we're with the wife and the kids.
0: I in also kind of really like the idea of instead of doing it like a normal anthology where it's story after story, where we kind of cut back and forth to each story throughout the film. So like we watch throughout the entire whatever 90 minute run of this movie. Oh,
1: yeah. It's a tough edit, but I think I could do it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we cut back to him like, you know, rebuilding and renovating the house throughout the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. Let's at least get an actor for the for the dad.
1: Oh, sure. Let's let's do this family. We'll have fun.
0: Okay. Um, what are we thinking? Husband, wife and one kid.
1: Yeah, um, let's do two kids. It's always two kids in these fucking nuclear families. (laughs) Usually. (laughs) Um, I'd like to see him take another crack at it because I don't think they did a a good idea the last time or a good job the last time he did a haunted house movie, but I'm at Ryan
0: Reynolds. Okay. Yeah, he was... For for what that movie was, he was not one of the problems.
1: No, I just really didn't like that remake of Amityville Horror at all. Yeah. Uh,
0: Reynolds. And then... Ryan Reynolds for wife. We could do. Funny enough, Melissa George came to mind, but I had just forgotten that she was the wife in that movie.
1: Yes. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: who else could we do? Who plays. Um, she's just in WandaVision. Um, Which character? Uh, do uh, we use wanted... Catherine Hahn? <laughs> I don't object. Well, now we have to, because we said uh, Catherine. Hahn. Yeah. So now we have
0: to. Um, <laughs> I love me some Katherine Hahn.
1: All, all the time. I was thinking of Tiana Paris. Uh, is who I was thinking of, uh, Monica Oh, Randall. she's who
0: I cast in the last episode.
1: You did? Who did yeah.
0: You I cast her as... A, I have my notebook right here, let's see. Um, this was uh,
1: this was the, the, the Moving Island movie?
0: Yeah, she was one of yes. my scientists? Right, 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 of... right. Yes, I remember we, yeah. had,
1: we had a large cast.
0: Yeah, um, that, one, that one was a bigger one. All right. yeah, so cool. Catherine Hahn. Um who is their children's who are we using? Oh man, fuck them kids. <laughs> kids kids are tough to cast because there's only so many that yes, are like big so names many. to know. How um, many times
1: in the course of a podcast can we say Jacob Tremblay?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jacob Tremblay, Finn Wolf Hard, Jack Dylan Grazer, like those yeah. are the three I know. <laughs> yeah. Um actually, you know who I would like to use? Um for the girl at least, if we do a boy and a girl, it's a nuclear family. Uh we can use Zoe Margaret Caletti, who is the girl who plays Stella in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, I like that. Cuz she she was really good. She's I mean, again, she's by the time something like this were to get made, she'd probably age out, but <laughs> she can be the old teen older teenager sis, teenage sister.
1: The old The old
0: sister. teenage sister. <laughs> <laughs> um and then let's see what if we used how old is he? What if we used Asher Angel, uh, who is Billy Batson in Shazam? I mean, you know I don't object to that. <laughs> Everything Shazam. Let's just have Zachary <laughs> Levi play Ryan Reynolds' son.
1: They're <laughs> <laughs> like five years apart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they're that. No, they might be. <laughs> Zachary Levi is
1: older than I thought he was. Yeah,
0: he is. Because he's. I
1: think he's it was actually
0: just his birthday two days ago. Yeah. Um was oh, Ryan
1: Reynolds? Let's see. Yeah, he just turned 45. Yeah,
0: he just turned 45, and uh, Zachary Zachary Levi's 41. Yeah. So, yeah, about five years apart. I
1: was was very close.
0: You were. And I I was also physically very close to Zachary Levi. Because he yep. said, hey, buddy, to me at Comic-Con.
1: I know. I was right there.
0: That's, I, oh, I'm telling the audience, not you. That's the greatest <laughs> moment of my life.
1: Yeah. And we followed him like a Pied Piper until he yeah. went, like back into areas we weren't allowed.
0: <laughs> the best part is that he went, hey, buddy. And I just went. <laughs> He's so beautiful. <laughs> He's a gorgeous, gorgeous man. Um, so charismatic. Literally shining. Yeah. So perfect for freaking Shazam. Like insane. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Story five. Let's do one last one. We did so we that one's psychological. Yeah, we did religious, and then we have the framework, and then we have. Sex. Oh,
1: wait, you were you brought something up? Is is to how, how do we end it? And I don't think we hit that.
0: The the house story. Yeah. Oh, I think it literally ends with the family telling him he's not allowed to renovate anymore, and he finally decides to listen to them, and they all get killed. Ooh. Like someone breaks into the house, oh and it's and it's Jack o' Lantern.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> um. Yes.
1: Dude. So,
0: right, the last I don't one... want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh the last one I think should be sci-fi. Okay. Well, shit. So do we do something with... Did you ever see Tales of Halloween by the way?
1: Tales of Halloween? I don't think so.
0: It's it's another anthology Halloween movie. It's it's really fun. There's some good stories in it. But there's one story where it's like a slasher killer was like literally like jason like he's just a guy in a shack who just kills people but <laughs> it turns into a horror comedy where a little ufo lands and it's a little alien made of claymation who just looks at the slasher killer after he's killed the girl and goes and the slasher oh, doesn't have any that. the slasher has no candy to give him so the little alien basically like possesses the dead body of the girl and kills him <laughs>
1: I do. Remember, somebody showed me that on YouTube. Yeah. It's so
0: crazy. You just get, tweet. tweet. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, let's do something sci-fi. Um, doesn't have to be aliens, but what else is sci-fi? <laughs> As uh, our last pitch was incredibly sci-fi.
1: Back to the future.
0: <laughs> okay. So a kid wants to fuck his mom. <laughs>
1: No, no no he doesn't get you he doesn't get you <laughs> yeah
0: right right you're right because the bully comes along <laughs> the
1: disgraced nuclear physicist um, god it has always bothered me that they never
0: explain they never explain how they're friends why, are these two? why is he friends with the disgraced man, nuclear physicist who's 70 oh and this is another student Now nah, this guy's either between 40 or 80 <laughs> For Chris for Lloyd is like
1: in the second one, can I have some kind of plastic surgery? Agent <laughs> I don't have to wear all the old man makeup.
0: <laughs> um,
1: okay. Let's see. I mean, science fiction is that's tough. I feel like I'm spent.
0: <laughs> so, 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 these are, we're, we're pitching five different things for this episode. So yeah. happy Halloween, everybody. We hope you enjoy it. Um, <laughs> what if we do something instead of like aliens or something? What if we just do something supernatural sci-fi in terms of vampires? Okay. How can we bring vampires into the jack-o'-lantern story? <sighs> Some sort of
1: Frankenstein-type deal. Oh, Maybe okay. like, making a...
0: Ooh, like a like a jack-o'-lantern, scarecrow, Frankenstein mashup?
1: Yeah, like to try and bring somebody back and capture their soul on All Souls Day uh, because a soul will flee from the spirit of Stingy Jack. I will yeah. make this homunculus... <laughs>
0: Okay, here's an idea. Every year, there's a farmer in this small town who creates a, a lavishly beautiful jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just absolutely gorgeous. People love it. He always places it on top of a scarecrow yeah. every year on Halloween. One year, these kids come by and they steal the jack-o'-lantern. Basically, oh. it turns into a Legend of Sleepy Hollow where the scarecrow wants his head back
1: oh okay i like that i
0: like that and, a lot. and it's basically just a headless scarecrow going around and then the kicker everyone he kills he uses their head while he searches for his own okay yep sold sold for that <laughs> we <laughs> haven't really
1: had like a monster type movie yet
0: so yeah that's... shit dude i want to write this anthology um <laughs> how would like let's think about that logically how do you think as As a writing team, how would we go about writing this? Do you think we would write each story individually and then like put it together, or would we just sit down with the script? Hmm, I'm just curious because I feel like
1: I'd I'd probably take a couple off on my own and come back with the drafts. But and then just go for it would be wholly, yeah, wholly our own. Each of them, it's like a Paul
0: McCartney and John Lennon song. (laughs) Um, so let's at least get one cast member for. Maybe like the farmer, the farmer, uh,
1: M Emmett Walsh. Who is that again? The greatest character actor of all time.
0: You mean Margo Martindale?
1: (laughs) No, she's the greatest character actress of all time. (laughs) (laughs) What do I know Uh, him from? Okay. Let me, Uh, he was in, he was in knives out as the security guard showing them the tapes. He's an impossibly old man. Um,
0: Oh yes. Okay. He's, he's in Seinfeld.
1: He was in Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he ran the train on the wild, wild west.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he but, was, uh, uh who was he in Seinfeld? He was, wasn't. Well, there's this, this rule up, that, right. uh,
1: Roger Ebert used to have. He said, um, any movie that has either Harry Dean Stanton or M Emmett Walsh in it cannot be inherently bad.
0: <laughs> I love it that. At least
1: has something.
0: <laughs> Who's who said that? Uh, Roger Ebert. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he wasn't in Seinfeld. I could have sworn he was in Seinfeld. Everyone was on Seinfeld. Almost everyone was on Seinfeld. You're right.
1: <laughs> um,
0: but yes, I know him from a lot. Oh yeah, he was not Knives Out. I need to rewatch that. Yep. Um, awesome. Ooh, I like all of these stories. These are all fun and great. <laughs> <laughs> that had a fun rhythm there too. <laughs> yeah. um, I love your title so let's, let's call it All Souls. It feels inclusive what we, <laughs> what we should do is technically we should come up with a story title for each story but i don't know if we have the oh, wherewithal to do that right now <laughs> do, you, do you have all the ideas in front of you i do actually yeah okay okay so let's okay let's try it so also all right, the first one's just stingy jack okay we'll call it yeah. stingy jack
1: we're taking the easy way out there um, yeah
0: that's fine uh the next one is the religious one with ian mcshane yes um so about something them? something to do with judgment day. De- you you know you you know Catholicism way better than I do, so this one might be Your on. Christianity in general, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um instead of the mark of Cain, we can do the the mark of Samhain.
0: Okay, yep, I like it. Story for the Jack Lantern House, um a House. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I got nothing. Um House Lantern. <laughs> um how about just living jack-o'-lantern? Or actually, that might work better for the scarecrow one. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Although I feel like the scarecrow one should be called like whatever the farmer calls the scarecrow. Hmm. So like it could be called, you know, like friggin' uh, Freddy Cornstalks or something yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, It's it's got to have three or four syllables that we can just kind of hit like dun-dun-dun.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: straw, straw man jack,
0: something like that. Yeah, honestly. yeah, Let's do it. Strawman Jack. I'm about okay. it. All right, back to so the haunted
1: house. This one's killing me. Um, yeah, so
0: we just need Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, what if we just call it Moving Day?
1: That's not bad. Hmm. I Mark feel like... Right. I'm trying to think of, like, you know the the way that, that you, in the in the tale they describe how you use a jack-o-lantern to keep jack away right i feel like there's a word for like what that is to like ward some, some to ward off something yeah something that wards off evil um, um is it like a
0: totem or totem to ward off evil yeah not evil eye to ward off evil lanterns it's technically called i don't know how to pronounce this it's a greek word apotropic magic holy shit <laughs> that's apparently Indeed. what it's actually called
1: <laughs>
0: um
1: hmm. Hujak, know, Hujak, he has a turnip and a house <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
1: similar to the will the
0: wisp will the wisp isn't bad will the wisp yeah, that that does make sense we could name it after a street name in the town or something like that, something referencing like Haddonfield mm. or Springwood or <laughs> springfield Haddonwood superstition superstition. why is the last one being so difficult for us um very superstition <laughs> fortune telling. <laughs> Fortune, folklore, ward off evil. What do, we, you know, what do we just call it? Magic house. Magic house. <laughs> that sounds far too pleasant. That sounds far too what blase? Pleasant. <laughs> oh, pleasant. <laughs> magic house.
1: Dark uh, magic house. <laughs> knock on wood.
0: I like it. I like it a lot.
1: It's just on this list of superstitions to ward off eagle, so evil. So yeah. I'm like, all right. And to ward off eagles.
0: <laughs> there we go.
1: I like it. Oh boy.
0: We got them all. We, we caught them hit all.
1: That one part of the podcast where we're just like,
0: uh, yeah, we we're kind of at I'm the end. Where brains don't function. Because <laughs> for anyone listening, remember, we are making all this up on the spot. This isn't easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Especially
0: with trying to work out dead air for a podcast. Like, It gets really challenging for us to do this.
1: And that's when you get great stories about actors like M. M. Emmett Walsh.
0: Yeah, the guy who (laughs) might have been in Seinfeld. (laughs) He was in the Uh, Iron Giant. Yay! So was Vin Diesel, who was not on Seinfeld. Um, (laughs) That we know of. Family. It's Um, impossible to tell now that they've blown up the aspect ratio and cropped half the show (laughs) out. Yeah, I hate that shit so much. They I can't the Simpsons, see the manhole. <laughs> <hole. laughs> um, awesome. So, yeah, this was our Halloween episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, this one will be coming out Halloween weekend. So we hope you have a great Halloween trick-or-treating, having fun, going to parties, doing whatever you do. Stay safe. Hopefully you're vaccinated. Um, you we are be. now, we, yeah, we are now going to announce, uh, episode 40 will be our next special guest episode. Um, so we do have an announcement in turn drum roll drum roll, please. As I look up the posts to make sure I say everything he wanted me to, um, <laughs> so our our guest star for episode 40 is going to be our good buddy michael saint gregory um he is the host of the upcoming D realm uh, uh real play stream the wayfinders guild um definitely be sure to check that out i believe i could be wrong uh mike uh correct me if i'm wrong i believe that does premiere on halloween um i myself am actually a part of it as well as Megara hope who was a guest star on episode 30 um, it's our
1: worst episode she was terrible <laughs> jesus um <laughs> i'm just checking to see if she listens to these
0: <laughs> she does oh no shit <laughs> every single one. one um, oh god my experiment failed immediately <laughs> uh but yeah the wayfinders guild is is really fascinating mike did a great job uh of running a DD campaign uh, i'm not going to spoil what it is about uh just watch it when okay. it comes out <laughs> goods. Um, it's really great we all play our own little dnd characters that we've crafted and it's all in character so it was a, it was a great fun he's also the co-host of pro wrestling simulated on twitch so definitely go check him out there he will be with us next episode to pitch us something for episode 40 we're excited to see what it is we will all be in person episode 40 since for the guest star episodes it's much easier when we have three people um, for those of you who don't know haven't listened to a guest star episode uh, what we do is mike will bring along his own Pitch Rob and I will not have read it before the recording, and he will explain us what the article is, and then he will pitch us his own film, and then we will create a full-on pitch for all three of us as well. Um, Other than that, I don't think I have anything else. Like, comment, subscribe, share, review all the good stuff, like we always say. Um, Rob, anything?
1: That's uh, that's about it for me. Um, Go see The Play That Goes Wrong off-Broadway. That was a lot of fun.
0: Oh my God. So good. I got to see it on Broadway and I plan to go see it again off Broadway. Um, it's, the it's the funniest thing in the world and it's incredibly well done. And we were talking about this before the podcast. It's surprising how well they can do it off Broadway because yep. for especially the end of that show, you need a good budget.
1: Yeah. I just saw it yesterday. So obviously I'm pretty hype.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everyone should be, everyone should go see it. Um, check out Mike uh, on the Wayfinders Guild when that premieres, I believe on Halloween. You can catch him on Twitch, as we said. And again, he'll be pitching. uh, He'll be plugging his own stuff when he joins us on episode 40. Other than that, everybody, happy Halloween. Boo. You're going to do our sign off? I've
1: been Rob. I've
0: been Nick. That's what we got.
1: (laughs) Boo. (laughs) What Do You Got is recorded live at the Cape Swoosh Studios in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Our theme song was written and performed by Trevor Campbell. Additional music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And our wonderful logo was designed by Gabby Weiss. You can find her on Twitter at, at Gabby Weiss.